0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another fun-filled and exciting episode of Just Some Podcast. This is Tom.
1: Hey, this is Ben. Tom, man, how's it going, bud?
0: It's been an interesting week. I uh, started doing another workout exercise regime. No, it is not uh, CrossFit, so don't bring that up. Nothing against them, it's just not. But it did make me very aware the past couple days of how out of shape I truly am. And it has happened, yes. Well, it happens, but most of us at some point are like, well, I could I could certainly jog 60 feet, but apparently that's trouble. So there you go. But I'm working on it, so that's a good thing. I am also super excited. Ben, do you want to tell everybody the big news?
1: That you saved a lot of money by switching to Geico?
0: I heard it's up to 15%. <laughs>
1: that's what I hear, too. Not a sponsor, though, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they owe us money now. Where's that gecko? I'm going to choke him. <laughs>
1: No, so we have a guest on again tonight, because this is the month of July, and we talked about we were going to do mental health awareness for the month of July, and so we have reached out to all kinds of people trying to get people on the show, and so I would like to welcome Jamie to the show. Jamie, how are you?
2: Hi, I'm great. How are you guys?
1: Well, pretty good. So
0: far, pretty good.
2: <laughs> That's good.
1: <laughs> so, Jamie, do you want to tell us about yourself and kind of... Fill us in on on who you are.
2: Sure, I would love to. Well, I am a performer. I have been dancing for fifteen years now. I'm I just turned twenty, so dancing since I was five, and then got into musical theater when I was thirteen, and then got into film acting when I was about sixteen or seventeen, and now I'm able to perform, and I also teach dance as my other job, and. Besides, like, what I do career-wise, I'm also a huge animal activist, a huge science nerd, a huge artist, I, I, an avid yogi, which is a person who does yoga, love working out. I'm kind of always being productive and active, and I'm also a scuba diver. I love the ocean. So I'm I'm just a very diverse person, I guess.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Ben, she mentioned one thing. Have you ever done yoga, Ben? No, I have not. I have not done it very often, but it is something I think that the next time you visit, we should go do a yoga class together because I think Ben and I doing yoga would be hilarious.
2: Hey, I'm down for that.
0: See, maybe we (laughs) can get Jamie to come up and visit, too, and she could teach the class. There you go. That would be great.
2: (laughs) I already teach dance, so yoga is not really that far off.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I could do dance. I don't know if a leotard would look that good on me. So. <laughs> Maybe the sock warmers and I'll do flash dance. I could do she's a maniac like nobody's business. So.
2: Oh, my I, gosh. I love it. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> ben
0: ben really shaking his it. head. I think it would be fantastic. So, Jamie, specifically, we're doing mental health. And I'm sure you heard Ben just say that. So let's talk a little bit if you are okay with it well actually i'm getting ahead of myself let's we're, we'll go to that in a second so what we're gonna do is ben and i let's do our social media and then we can turn it over to miss jamie because from the sounds of how busy she is it's going to be quite a list so
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll let you guys go first
0: oh thank you all right
1: <laughs> well You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Just Some Podcast. Or you can find us on the web. We're at www.justsomepodcast.com. You can find us on Helium Radio. That's Helium Radio After Dark. That's their channel, too. We are there Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. You can also find us on Libsyn. We're at justsomepodcast.libsyn.com. And you can email us, admin at justsomepodcast.com. Tom, what else can they do to help out the show? Well, first of
0: all, they can tell all their friends and family about us. They can give us some ratings or reviews. We always look forward to hearing from everybody. They can go to our website, and they can scroll to the bottom. There's an Amazon affiliate link. Click on that before they do any Amazon shopping, and all the proceeds go to the show, and we would really appreciate it. And It costs you nothing. Yeah, that's, that's what they can do to help us out. Miss Jamie, so social media or anything that you want to shout out, any specific you Website. want to discuss?
2: Yeah, of course. So I am also on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, those are the two main platforms that I use. And my name is spelled uniquely. So just I'm going to spell it out so, just so uh, people type it in right. But my name is spelled J-A-I-M-I, so there's no E in it. So you can find me on Facebook, my name. So Jamie McPeak, which is J-A-I-M-I-M-C-P-E-E-K. And then my Instagram is J-A-I-M-I-X-O-X-O-X-O. And those are the two main platforms that I use. And then I also have a platform for my movie, which I know that we're going to be talking about soon. And I i don't know if I should give that a shout out now or a little bit yeah, later. Sure. Let's give it out multiple times. Go ahead. do it one Okay. Time. Well, I'm per- directing and writing and starring in a movie called Flip of a Coin. So if you type in Flip of a Coin on Facebook, I have a whole page set up for that as well. And then I have my website, which is www.jamiemcpeak.com. And that's just my full name spelled out. So J-A-I-M-I-M-C-P-E-E-K. And that is how you can connect with me. And on my website, I have a little contact section where you can email me and check out my work and all that jazz
1: which is how we got a hold of Jamie. We got on her website and emailed her and how she's on the show. So yeah. Jamie, I do have a about your Instagram. So why, why the three XOs, XOs, xos? not just two, not four, why three?
2: I made that Instagram when I was going into high school and okay. I don't know what I was thinking at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of, I've kept it. And then I started getting a lot of followers because I started getting more into the performing arts. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to change it now because I don't want to confuse people. So I just kind of kept it now. So it's just staying that way. Now.
1: I think it's good. Yeah. I, mean, I, I was I just curious. Yeah. It cracks me up.
0: And I mean this in no bad way because you are clearly ambitious and you got a lot of stuff going for her. But she's 20. She said when I was in high school. So I was like, oh, so three years ago. Like, that, like that's like that's like I'm an old man, Jamie. So for me high school literally it was nineteen in front of the number. So it it was a while ago. So that's why when she said that I was like, oh my god, what am I what have I done with my life? She's like writing movies and teaching dance, and I'm like, um, every once in a while I get with my friend and we bullshit for an hour and podcast. So like that's what I'm doing. That's I've hit it. There you go. That, that's what I do.
2: I feel a lot older than I actually am, but.
0: (laughs) Oh, just wait. (laughs) (laughs) One day you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, my knee doesn't normally make that rice crispy noise when it moves, does it? So that's going to be super fun.
2: Well, I am a dancer, so kind of already does.
1: (laughs) Probably has a fair share of injuries associated with that. Oh, yes. Honestly, cheerleading
0: and dance has got an extremely high rate of injury. And uh, speaking of Instagram, that's like one of my favorite motivational type postings. I think I have it on my Instagram. It's a picture of a ballerina's foot, like all dressed up. It's in the shoe. It looks all pretty. But the foot right next to it shows her barefoot. And it's got, you know, mm-hmm. bandages and her toes are broken. And it says everybody, nobody wants to see what it takes to to succeed.
2: I've been on stage multiple times. I was just in a musical a couple months ago back in April and I actually was opening night and I had several solos in, in it and I was doing this jump and I actually broke my toe on stage and still continue to do the entire musical on a broken toe. Wow. So it just happens all the time. <laughs>
0: See, I skinned my toe a couple of days ago and I thought, how am I going to put on socks to go to work? So, <laughs> so see what I'm saying? Not quite the same.
2: I've realized that <laughs> dancers do have very high pain tolerance.
1: You have to, I would think, especially. We if have to, yeah. <laughs> just keep, you know, the show must go on, I guess. So, wow.
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely.
1: Brings a
0: whole new meaning to break a leg. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you know the origin of that saying? Honestly, I don't.
0: No, I don't either. But now I want to.
2: Well, there's several theories, but the one that the one that I was taught was that back in like the Shakespearean days, apparently you you didn't really clap. You stomped and you wanted to make the audience stomp so hard that they actually broke their leg. Wow. All right. That's one of the theories that I've heard. <laughs> See, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: I mean, that that seems valid.
2: yeah so i just went with it
0: (laughs) no i like it and that's now my kid someday is gonna be like hey dad why is it called break a leg i'm like well let me tell you some wise words i heard one time and i'm gonna tell them that (laughs) so now that's that's it that's in 57 countries now ben people are gonna go oh that's why that's that's it right there yeah
1: (laughs) i just pulled it up before we got on start to record and we are six continents 49 states 57 countries And that's just our podcast downloads. That's not counting where all helium radio reaches, which is another tens of thousands of people. So so hold on, Jamie, do you know
0: anybody in Vermont? Because we got to get Vermont to get a download. I'm about to bribe a friend of mine to drive to Vermont and download something within the state just so we can get this shit over with.
2: Oh, my gosh. I actually don't know anyone in Vermont. If I did, I would tell him to download it right now.
0: Yeah, bunch of maple...
2: I know some people in Virginia, not Vermont.
1: Maybe there's no people in Vermont, Tom.
2: That's very true. Yeah,
0: Yeah, there's nothing but maple syrup trolls making their little rounds,
1: plugging into trees.
0: I know what you people are doing up there. If you're not going to (laughs) download me, I'm going to talk shit all night long. So there you go, Vermont. (laughs) That's how this works. All right. Start downloading me or I'm just going to make I'm going to live hell for Vermont if they don't start downloading this. I mean, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm asking for one. Can't someone from New Hampshire just cross the board? It's not that big of a deal. Somebody get to Vermont and download us so we can mark this off the list. Because I don't feel right about going to Antarctica or the International Space Station until we get CONUS, like the continental United States. we got to get that under control. So Is
2: Vermont the last one you have? Yeah. It we is. have Oh, my everything. gosh. It's frustrating.
0: There are literally people in countries where they are probably using Google Translate just to listen to our show, which I also find highly, like, that's cool. Somebody wants to listen to me so bad that they're translating this somehow. But somebody can't take time from eating their fucking pecan waffles and their maple syrup in Vermont to get off their ass and download this episode. I I don't understand what's wrong with Vermont. Something is clearly (laughs) amiss with that entire state. That's Uh, what I say. Good.
2: I'm glad you're fired up. I have questions now.
0: Oh, please. Like what <laughs> No, what are I these?
2: just I mean about Vermont. Oh, see? That's how
0: this works. <laughs> ben was questioning me, but now he sees now he sees. He sees what I'm doing. He gets it. No, that's right, Jamie. As a matter of fact, yeah. yeah. Miss Jamie's on board. She knows what's up, Ben. And she okay. knows Vermont needs to get their ass in gear.
2: Yeah, so. I mean you guys are awesome. Yeah. I think Vermont needs to hear it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I personally think everybody in the world needs to hear it, but we'll settle for Vermont first. That's our next goal, Miss <laughs> Jamie. I'm assuming you haven't ever heard of the show. So after Vermont, we plan to take over Antarctica somehow, but we don't know how we're going to do that yet. And Little penguins can listen. Well, I agree, but we got to get someone to download it. And from my understanding, bandwidth is pretty limited down there. So that's going to be a toughie. Also, so after we get all seven continents, there's only one thing left, and that's the International Space Station. So we're still working on that, too. So oh,
2: that would be awesome. Yeah,
0: we got goals. So if you have any ideas, and you are obviously a bright lady, you just let us know, and we Absolutely. Will, Yeah. So, Ben, stories yes, we may have missed? Yeah. Yeah. Let's so- keep this train rolling, or otherwise I'm going to talk about Vermont with Jamie the rest of the night. So
1: let's just get this going. <laughs> So, it is our Mental Health Awareness Month, so I'm trying to find stories related to mental health, as we've talked about. So, Tom, there's a new study out. You're not going to be a big fan of this. I want you to know. So, this isn't the one that's going to necessarily fire you up and piss you off as much as just... uh, Okay, well. So, Tom, there's a new study out of the University of Hong Kong that has found that giving up alcohol entirely... May significantly boost your mental health. So the new study suggests that people, especially women, who give up alcohol can experience better mental health and reach levels of well-being almost on a par with those of lifelong abstainers.
0: Incorrect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was so quick with that too. Just,
0: I don't even know Ben. Yeah, I say I don't even know if Ben is done with the story. Are you done, yeah, Ben? I don't,
1: I don't, I don't, the research team examined the association between alcohol drinking patterns and mental well-being in the cohort and they compared their data to the National Epidemiologic the National Epidemiologic, words are hard, survey on alcohol and related conditions and they determined that those who were non-drinkers were able to show better mental health well-being. For complete- like that minute? No, like total.
0: Go on. This is bullshit. So when
1: they I
2: looked, can't even see Tom's face right now, but I can just imagine the
0: look. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, it's it's not good. So,
1: <laughs> so the researchers assessed mental well-being using a hundred-point scale when comparing the data from women who used who used to drink with data from female lifetime abstainers. The former had experienced an improvement in mental health that was, on average, one point four four points greater than that of the lifetime abstainers. The results remained even after they adjusted for confounding factors, including socioeconomic status, BMI, and smoking status. So their recommendation, Tom, is to abstain from alcohol for good.
0: Yeah, N- no, I don't think I, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not advocating anybody overindulge in alcohol, but
1: we, we proved how well. That
0: apparently these guys have one, never heard our episode on alcohol intake, and two, they have never tried a Irish car bomb shot because if they had, they would know that that entire report is bullshit. I'm just saying.
1: No, I'm saying clearly they have not heard our alcohol episode where we very effectively proved how much alcohol can affect your system. Uh, Jamie yeah, and how happy it can make you <laughs> at the time. Yeah, No, Jamie, we decided that we would do a, an entire podcast as we got intoxicated throughout the entire show. And oh gosh yeah, yeah. exactly yeah picture the worst thing you could possibly picture and then double that pretty yeah. much all that happened. oh no <laughs> it's all
0: verbal so you can't see the train wreck you just have to listen to it in slow motion that's pretty much what happened <laughs> that's like, the story i, I don't know. know i can't even legally drink it so
2: <laughs> i can't i cannot
0: <laughs> way to go ben way to go <laughs>
1: And, Tom, you know, I thought that was kind of an interesting story anyway, especially considering the week that I had, I have been drinking a little bit this evening. Nothing major, just a little lemonade and honey jack.
0: Actually, now I'm angry at you. Why? I found this new vodka from Iceland, and cranberry and this stuff is fantastic. I could have been drinking that this whole time had I known that you were drinking.
1: I had one drink. Anyway.
2: How how the 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 hell did I
0: become the responsible one?
2: What is going on here?
1: You're never the responsible.
2: Then there's me here who's like, I'll just be fine with my water. (laughs)
0: Yes. Jamie is our verbal DD. So that's what's going (laughs) to happen. Thank you, Jamie. All right. So we got the stories out of the way. So let's, let's talk about, let's, let's talk about why we have Miss Jamie on the show. What do you say, Ben?
1: I'm good with that. So Jamie, other than being actress and dancer and model and writer, Yogi and writer why why do we have you on the show
2: <laughs> oh is that are oh, you yeah, guys asking me yeah, yeah
1: we want you to talk about <laughs> we want you to talk
0: about your project that's right. that's his lead well,
2: in yes all right well i heard that you guys that this month was as we've said mental health month and my film that I am co-writing, directing, and starring in is all about mental health, the Flip of a Coin film. And that's really why I'm here is to talk about the film and to talk about why I'm doing it and what's the plan with it and how everyone can help. Flip of a Coin is basically about seeing the world through a person who does struggle with mental illnesses' eyes and being able to portray that story in a way that uh society doesn't normally see so it's very intense film to say the least and it's basically showing the two sides of a coin hence the name of how society views this person on a normal day versus how this person is viewing the day through you know their eyes
0: so jamie which specific mental illness are we talking about my understanding it's obsessive compulsive disorder is that correct
2: Well, that's what I struggle with as far as the film. I didn't really have any certain illness I wanted to target. I just more wanted to, I mean, yes, it is based off of me. So I I guess that it is going to probably read more as OCD, but I don't want to just be targeted at OCD. I want people, you know, with anything and also people without any mental disorder to be able to relate to it and be able to appreciate it, understand it, and realize that it is a problem that we face. and it is very, as real as a physical illness. And I want to ca- kind of erase the stigma that's behind mental illness because I mean I really haven't told anyone about my mental illness until about a month ago when i first announced that i was making this movie and that's because i was so afraid of the stigma I was so afraid of being looked at differently or not being cast in certain movies because of it or et cetera and i want to really try to open people's eyes and try to get rid of that stigma that you should talk to people and you should you shouldn't be ashamed of it i think
1: that sounds like a very interesting concept for a film like i, I don't know that there is I mean, there's not been any other type of film that has kind of done that. It shows, like you said, kind of both sides of that coin. So I, I think that's definitely an interesting concept. And for those who do not suffer from mental health issues, I think it would be a good wake-up call for what somebody who is having mental health issues kind of experiences throughout their day.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. And I did research to make sure that nothing like that had been done before. And to my luck, nothing had been. So that's why I wanted to go with that. And I have a, I'm co writing it. So I come up with all the ideas and exactly what I want. And my co writer, her name is Haley. She's actually majored in film writing in college so she's kind of translating all of my ideas to a script format and that's that's where we are right now as well as I'm also trying to you know build the budget and find a perfect crew and start to think about locations and all that so I can really get the ball rolling because I don't want to just produce a a half quality film I want I really want this to be you know full quality so I can get this out to as many people as possible and raise as much awareness as possible.
0: So, Jamie, I have a couple of questions then. So let's talk about you for a minute so that we understand some of your point of view when you're talking about the movie. When did you start noticing like, hey, I look at things differently than those around me?
2: Yeah, it was kind of a scary process because I really didn't know what was quote unquote wrong with me. My mom started noticing signs when I was very, very young, I think four years old is when she started noticing signs that wasn't, again, quote, unquote, normal, I don't want to say normal. But you know, that was that was not how regular four year olds acted. So from four to six, basically, I, whenever I had to make a decision, it was like a major life or death thing like I would have breakdowns I couldn't decide between things and it would actually make me want to die at like six years old I couldn't decide between something and I would just completely break down and then I would be in stores and I would have to touch things a certain amount of time It was always four times I would always have to touch I don't know a stuffed animal or a piece of furniture four times or else I couldn't move on from that section so just little things kind of like that and then when I started getting into school in first grade actually I would have breakdowns almost every single night. And I really didn't know why I just knew that I felt really, I mean, I didn't know that I felt anxious at the time, because I didn't really know what feeling anxious was. I just knew that I was always kind of on, you know, hyper mode and feeling kind of trapped. And I didn't really know why I was thinking the way I was thinking, because I would think about something. And then the obsessive part of OCD is when you can't let it go. And I couldn't let things go and I didn't really understand why I couldn't let things go. So I would just break down all the time. So my mom actually thought that I was being bullied and I assured her I'm not being bullied. And we started seeing a psychologist and started doing some therapy and it wasn't helping at all. And at age seven, seven going on eight is when we went to a psychiatrist and actually got tested and I was diagnosed with OCD. And then as my brain matured so did my thoughts so i don't really have so much of the comp- the compulsive aspect as much anymore it's more the obsessive and not being able to let things go and irrational thinking intrusive thoughts so as my brain developed my thoughts developed too so it started getting honestly it started getting harder and harder growing up it was really you know, like, why am I thinking this? Why? I don't want to think this. I can rationalize that this isn't reality. But at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And because of that, I actually became and I've always been very advanced. I have an IQ of 161. So I've always been very advanced in my thinking. And I became suicidal at age 10 because of it. And wow. yeah, really, really young. So it got really bad. I'm still a work in progress. I'm still, you know, always trying to find new ways to cope with it. And that's 12, 13 age range is when I got into musical theater and got on stages and everything. And that was like my, my huge release where I really felt alive. And I started using performing as my, my coping mechanism and also a way to escape. And it's also something that I love to do. And that's how I started using my OCD to actually help my performing.
0: So you kind of got to where I was going to go with was, so you get diagnosed. What was the first lines of therapy, treatment, etc., cetera, that they started you with to try and help you deal with this condition?
2: I didn't really go to a lot of therapy really ever. But My mom's a, a registered nurse, and she was never a big fan of therapy. And we tried therapy before I was diagnosed as well, and it wasn't helping at all, like in the slightest bit. So I was mostly age eight was being put on medications that could possibly help my mom was and is a huge support system for me so she was helping me with coping mechanisms and the thoughts are like a, any other kind of bully you know the more that you listen to them and the more that you let them bother you the more they are going to bother you but if you ignore them and you try to stand up to them then they're going to eventually go away so you know if, if I wanted to for example, with my OCD, a lot of times I have to clarify things multiple times, but using just slightly different words just so I can get that clarification. And my mom would stop answering me after I got it clarified like twice. It would drive me crazy at the time, but then after a few days, then that certain thought would kind of die down because I she wasn't letting me get that clarification, so I wasn't letting that bully win. So she was a huge part in helping me cope with it. She showed me a lot of ways on on how to cope with it and really how to, I mean, I guess the best way to say this is fight it off because it is like kind of fighting yourself. And then also, of course, as I said before, the performing aspect really helped a lot too. If I'm ever sad, I'll just go into the studio and just choreograph a dance or something. I also write poetry. I've been writing since I was 10, writing poetry about what I'm feeling and I draw about what I'm feeling a lot. So I use those as outlets, and those are kind of like my therapy. Huh. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Has, and and you said earlier that you just started openly talking about this about a month ago. So up to that point, you and your mom and your support system have been kind of battling this alone.
2: Yes and no. The only other people that I told were like really close friends. Like I have a, I have, I call her my sister. We're not biological sisters, but I have a, extremely, extremely, extremely close friend who probably knows me as well as my mom and she lives in England and I've opened up to her about it a lot. Besides her, I've, I've told some close friends about it. I never really go into too much depth just because they don't really understand it at all but if i am having like a bad day i'll i'll reach out to them and just say like hey can you just say something nice to me or can you <laughs> or can you just just talk about something to kind of digress my thoughts but really besides like my inner circle of close friends and family i was never open to it publicly like i never I would never trust people with that because I was always afraid again of that stigma of being looked at differently or being thought about as crazy or especially once I got into the industry, not being cast in things. And I didn't want people to identify me as the illness because I'm so much more than the illness. And that was, that was the biggest thing that I had to kind of overcome when I did come out and say, hey I have this (laughs) it was very it was very difficult for me to open up on publicly about it just I mean it's just it's scary because there's that that whole stigma behind it
1: so have you had any issues since coming out as far as you're afraid of with the stigma of it or has it been pretty well received
2: yeah, luckily, nothing bad. I've The only things that I've gotten were uh, messages about me being such an inspiration, which is fantastic because all I really want to do with, with my acting, my modeling, my performing in general is inspire people. So if I can inspire just one person, I've, I've done my job right and I've gotten so many messages saying that. I'm such an inspiration for you know having dealt with everything I've dealt with and still have just pushed forward and have and been able to do movies and do TV shows and be on stage and model and everything because my whole life I've had my internal world beat me down and it got to the point where I wasn't going to have my external world do the same thing. So I just decided to go at it full force and be the best that I can be.
1: Well, has your illness ever caused you to... Not be able to perform or not be able to take a job in for modeling or TV or or movies or anything like that. Has it ever negatively impacted your source of income or I mean your your jobs?
2: Luckily, no, and that's because I won't let it. <laughs> there's been several, several, several times, actually today included i had a I had a photo shoot just prior to this podcast, and there's like been several times where I've had anxiety attacks or just have been having a bad day mentally before the either photo shoot or set or whatever, you know, insert whatever here. And I've just been in the car almost having anxiety attacks saying I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. But then I kind of realize that this is what I have to do and I'm not going to let something as stupid as a few little thoughts ruin it. I mean, it does take a lot of strength from within because obviously, like I said, you're kind of fighting yourself, but I want to be the best at what I do and I'm not going to let something as silly as an irrational thought ruin that for me. So I really have gone to the point where, yes, I may have like an anxiety attack or I may not want to do it, but I, I push myself and I, I push myself past my limits a lot because I don't want to keep fueling that other fire i want to only fuel the fire of my passion so that's really i kind of i take like my anger and my frustration towards my own head and just use it to push me forward in my craft and that's how i've been able to utilize it to help me
0: and i think it's inspirational especially i would assume to young women not that young men wouldn't look up to it as well but like you just said i was getting ready for a photo shoot and far maybe too often It's portrayed like, oh, or young women might think, oh, she's in a photo shoot. Her life must be absolutely perfect. Nothing can be wrong. And literally do they know that you're dealing with this and maybe that will help somebody else that's struggling to also seek or go forwards.
2: Absolutely. I
0: think it's great that you're willing to come out and say, hey, I have these thoughts. I have these problems and I'm still making it work
2: absolutely and it, and it really is a matter of a choice and think to myself about okay so if i do, if i don't go to the shoot then what am i accomplishing i'm i'm not accomplishing anything i'm letting i'm letting that other part win basically so i don't i don't ever want to do that and one of my many mottos is you know do something every day that that your future self will thank you for and keep pushing every day and if the thoughts ever do get loud i just push you've got to push through them because they they're just not just with ocd with any kind of anxiety disorder they're just they're really just feeding you lies
0: well that's one of the other follow-ups i was going to ask is so we know that you were diagnosed with ocd have we been di or i should say we because it's like i was there with you have you <laughs> been diagnosed with any other conditions like uh, like anxiety or depression and also had to deal with that on top of the ocd
2: Absolutely. Well, OCD is a intense anxiety disorder as well. So OCD and anxiety kind of come hand in hand. But because of the thoughts, the intrusive thoughts and the obs- ob- oh, sorry, obsessive thoughts, I, I have gone through many spurts of depression. So I have had to deal with that as well. And it's, it's very frustrating being anxious and depressed at the same time because you want to get up and do things because your anxiety is telling you to within your depression and wants you to stay in bed all day, you know. So it's that like tug of war. So I have had my fair share of, of depressing thoughts as well. And then also at age 11, which is extremely young again, I threw anorexia because of my OCD. So, and that's when you perceive yourself as fat, and you don't really eat. I mean, I lost so much weight in under a month. It was crazy. Wow. So I definitely, yeah, I've definitely have dealt with a lot of my plate. And that's really why I wanted to come out about it and and everything. Because I wanted to show people that no matter what you're going through, if you have a dream and you have a passion, that don't let it stop you. Because, I mean, I've... Honestly, I feel like I've been through hell and back, but I'm still, every day, I'm still working towards my goals, and I'm still trying to make a difference in not only my life, but also, again, i trying to inspire others, and I don't let it get the best of me, and that's really what I want to show people with this movie as well.
1: Since our podcast is generally directed or supposed to be directed more toward advanced practice providers, so we're working in family practice or any of the, the healthcare spectrum, so from somebody who is experiencing this affliction, if we have a patient who comes in who says, Hey, I think I'm OCD or, Hey, I think I have this extreme anxiety. What would you want as a quote unquote patient? What would you want us to try to do to facilitate that and to try to, to help you along?
2: That's a good question. Actually,
0: every once in a while, Jamie, every (laughs) once in a while,
2: I think one of the biggest things is just to listen is, is one of the biggest things because, I mean, so many so many people, you know, now are so afraid to, to talk about it just because people don't really, like, listen. They don't take it as a serious thing. I mean, I've heard so many times in, in my life, oh, why can't you just stop thinking about that? Or, like, oh, just let it go. And obviously, you know, if I could let it go, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be an issue. Right. So I think it's, yeah, so I think it's, you know, really good to just be able to listen and know that that person's empathizing with you and understanding you. And besides that, just trying, really, it kind of is like a little bit of a trial and error, just trying things that can help. Like for me, I found that doing yoga has really helped. If I'm really anxious, and I go and do a yoga session, I feel so much better after. So really just suggesting ways I could possibly help whether it it is medication based, or whether it's uh, holistic based or Therapy based, just trying different things and seeing you never really know what that magic bullet could be. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And then, in listening to you talk earlier, then you would obviously, I'm assuming, advocate to have a very strong support system as well.
2: Absolutely. That's another huge, huge, huge message in the movie is never, never suffer alone. Never be alone with this because it's scary and it is a whole different world you're kind of dealing with. And I don't know. I couldn't imagine what I would have done if I didn't have my mother there to support me my whole life and help me through the rationalizing the thoughts and everything. So I'm definitely a huge advocate for for talking about it. And I'm not saying do what I did and come out on social media and and tell everyone about it. But you find a family member or a close friend that you can really confide in and someone who's not going to judge you and someone who's not going to kind of just push you aside, but really listen and, and help you through it. I'm a very big believer in energies, so I feel like if you surround yourself with positive people who give up positive energy, then that's just very helpful to you.
0: Well, I found it interesting that you said, I don't know if I came out on social media. And again, we joked earlier about I'm much older than you, but this is a true point. None of this existed for most people. I should say for most people, nobody my age when we were 20 had this issue. There was no there Mm -hmm. wasn't cell phones, or at least they weren't widely available. There certainly wasn't Facebook or any of that other. So when you say Mm -hmm. come out on social media, I think that's a unique issue that your generation is going to have to deal with is the fact could have been a more private situation for anybody because we didn't have 20,000 different social media outlets where if it gets out on one, it's out. Once this gets out on Instagram or once this gets out on Facebook, it's it's a wildfire versus Ben and I, if we told one person and as long as they didn't literally make a movie and see where I'm coming back to, see what I just did there, Ben, making a movie. As long as they didn't do something like that, (laughs) we could keep this relatively private. And I think it's in some ways, I think there's positives in some ways. I think there's negatives for your guys' generation and us as providers that we're going to have to learn to deal with not only the person having the condition, but now we're going to have to deal with their support system being partly electronic. There is going to be feedback, and part of mental health is dealing with these systems and feedback systems, etc. that we may not have any access to. And I think that's a whole new hurdle that your generation and us treating them are going to have to deal
2: with. Oh, absolutely, and I kind of, I have quite a few thoughts on social media and how I think it can, be detrimental if you use the wrong way you know I mean, a lot of people jump the gun and think that coming out and saying that oh i feel so depressed or oh i i'm feeling so anxious today they a lot of people you know use that as an attention an attention seeker yeah. which is they want that positive reinforcement from people that instant gratification which i i don't think social media should be used for but unfortunately a lot of people use it for that and kind of going back to what we talked about earlier about that, you know, I'm going to these photo shoots and I'm doing these movies and my life looks so perfect. That's also another thing about social media that I think can be harmful is that, you know, social media is a very shallow platform. You, you just see what you want people to see. True. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what someone's dealing with on the other side of, of their phone screen. People are constantly comparing themselves to other people they don't even know uh, via social media. And I think that can be very harmful to even people younger than me, you know, especially people who grown up just with cell phones and have grown up with that social media and, and that constant comparison and instant gratification. I think that could be very harmful.
1: Yeah. I certainly don't disagree. So getting back to the movie briefly, Tom, since you segued so nicely into the movie. Thank you. I have to be
0: here for something, not just pretty face.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. like you said earlier, so you're kind of currently in the writing process and looking at the budget and and kind of fundraising for that. So do you have a hopeful timeline? Do you have a timeline of what you're thinking as far as getting things ready? Or or where are you kind of at with that?
2: I don't have a concrete timeline. Every day I'm making more progress, uh, luckily, just because of reaching out to more people and being able to spread the word and everything. But I really want to try to have it filming by next summer, by the summer of 2020. Okay, I just talked to my co-writer, the one who's actually writing the script last night, and she is really buckling down the next two weeks. So I should have like a rough draft of the script within the next two weeks. And again, in the, in the meantime, just trying to really get the word out about it and, trying to get the donations on. I have a GoFundMe page for it. Every penny that I get on the GoFundMe is going directly to a crew, directly to locations, directly to camera equipment, directly to my actors. You know, everything's going to the film. So my biggest thing right now is really trying to get the budget so that I can make the best quality that I can. So if it takes a little bit longer than than a year, then then it does. But, like, my ideal goal would be to start production about, you know, next May or June.
1: Okay. And so I'm not a big, I mean, obviously I've never been in a film or anything along those lines. So when you're looking at starting production in a perfect world in May or June of next year, then when are you looking at potentially releasing the film I don't know the time frame between like production and filming to release
2: yeah it varies uh, depending how big your post-production crew is and how efficient they they are and everything I luckily since I am in the industry as as an actress I know a lot of people who who do editing and who do very well at editing so I feel pretty confident that after it's done I, I would hopefully have it ready within, you know, a couple months. So if I am able to film it next summer, then hopefully have it out by, you know, late fall, early winter of next year. To me, that even seems a little bit scary to think about because we are so still in the pre-production phase. But the pre-production is always the longest phase. My biggest goal right now too, as especially as a director is trying to, once I have the script in my hands, would be to try to figure out the shots and exactly how I want each shot to look and start to actually put together like a visual board of, of what I want. So that way when it comes to actual filming, we'll be able to go a lot smoother because everyone kind of knows exactly what I'm looking for.
0: So we're hopefully going to see something the end of 2020, maybe as late as beginning of 2021.
2: Yeah, hopefully, definitely. Well, we
1: hope that you definitely would keep us in the loop on that because we would love to, to definitely check that out. And I know you earlier you mentioned your GoFundMe, correct? Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that we will drop the link in the show notes below. We'll also make sure that we get that out on all of our social media because we want, you know, to like Mike from Pop Psych 101. When we had him on, you know, his big thing was mental health is health. And so that's kind of the thing, the mantra that I have kind of jumped on this month since it's our mental health awareness. And so clearly I think this is something that we, we being Tom and I, certainly believe in this movie and sounds like it's going to be really amazing once, once you get everything rolling.
2: Thank you thank you yeah I, I really hope to save lives with it honestly that's my goal is to save lives with it and again try to open people's eyes and, and get rid of that stigma those are my those are my big goals with it
0: So since I have never actually been to GoFundMe is we're gonna drop that link but since you're on the air right now how can people find you or find it to help contribute
2: So I do have the GoFundMe which is you know slash Flip dash of dash a dash coin dash film. So it's sort of a coin film, but there's just dashes in between it. <laughs> I don't know why the website did it that way. <laughs> and then there's also the Facebook page where if you just looked, if you just typed into the Facebook search bar, flip of a coin, it would come up. And also if you followed me on Facebook, I share a lot from That page as well, so you'd be able to find that page through my Facebook, which is again my name. So uh, it's definitely out there. And then probably once I get some more hype about it, and once I, probably once I start production, I'll make like an Instagram page for it. But that's looking far into the future.
1: Awesome. And Tom and I talked before we come on the air, and what we would like to do is challenge our listeners. We're gonna throw this up on our on our page. We're gonna throw this up in our social media. And, of course, like I said, it'll be in the show notes as well. So what Tom and I have talked about, what we're going to do is, as the show, Just Some Podcast, we will match any donations from any of our listeners. If they let us know that they donated to this GoFundMe, we'll match up to a total of $200. Oh, wow. So we want to challenge our, our listeners to you know go out and donate to this and get this movie funded so that we can get this out and and hopefully help break some of the stigma and let people realize that like you you know the mental health is health
2: absolutely and even if you yourself don't suffer from something i'm sure i'm sure that you know people who have suffered from it so i mean i always say that this really isn't a film to me it's a it's a message and that's how i want to be perceived you know i i really wanted to hit home with a lot of people and i've talked to a lot of people since i've started the gofundme who who have told me that they lost whoever or whether it's a friend or a relative you know to suicide over of mental disorder and that's devastating to me and i just even if you know someone who is going through that this film can help them
0: i definitely think it's going to be helpful but i also want her to win an oscar so i can be like hey i've talked to her before and i'm just right? going to throw this out there jamie if you go to the oscars i'm just saying ben and i clean up very well All right, (laughs) just keep that in mind. All right, because if I win the Nobel, I'll just throw this out. We can make an even trade. If I win the Nobel, I'll bring you. If you get into the Oscars, just don't forget me. That's all I'm saying. I'm just throwing that out there.
2: You guys can be my plus two. There you go. (laughs) There you
1: go. Yeah.
0: You know what? You know what the shit part is. Eleven years from now, she's gonna be like, "Hey, I won an Oscar." I'm like, "No, Jamie." We won an Oscar no, you now. No. <laughs> Don't you forget, I got video. This is a legally binding contract somewhere, I'm sure of it. So
2: You're going to have audio proof <laughs> of it, so yeah. you can just show me the podcast yeah, exactly. and be like, you promised. Yes,
0: I'll be like, it's right here, Jamie. You're like, but I'm married with kids. I'm like, no, Jamie, no.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> so,
0: so that's how this works. All right, so uh, Ben.
1: That yeah. was a good thing
2: that was loud thunder. Wow. Yeah, that
0: was Yeah, that's uh <laughs> oh, that's our
2: it's still going. That's our
0: cue. So Jamie <laughs> at the uh end of our episodes with our guest, we like to do a little segment called Five Questions. Well, okay. you're in acting, so similar I mean kind of like inside the actor studio, but way different concept. He's trying to be in depth and we're like, "Nah, this is just fucking funny." So, we're, <laughs> Ben is going to ask you five questions and just give us the answer, and I'm mostly here just to make fun of the answers. So that's how this dynamic works.
2: Perfect. All right.
0: All right. Yeah. He just said stupid. I, he just looked at me. He was like, You're "I heard. Stupid. I heard that. Okay. I heard that." <laughs> he was like, "You're stupid." All <laughs>
1: right. Here's the, good the music get up here.
0: Yeah, he's gonna play his little theme music.
1: Join us on a journey into the inner psyche of our guest as we ask. Five, 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 five questions. All right, five questions. So, Jamie, question one What is your favorite word?
2: My favorite word is floof. F L O O F. Floof.
1: floof. Now, yes. I'm going to need that in context or something then. What is floof? I bet you it's got something to do with cream.
2: No, no, no. Like, if, let's say you see a little, like a little fluffy dog, be like, oh my gosh, he's a little floof. Okay,
0: uh, all right. So that, I think that's, I think I know why, because we're old, and that sounds like a slang term, like for like something. <laughs> it
2: really, I don't really think it is. I came up with that. I have seen people use the word, but I actually came up with it way before I ever saw it on, on the internet, and it was like in an art class, and I, I used the word floof. I don't know why, and I fell in love with it. So it it has become my favorite word ever since. Aww. Floof. Little floof.
0: <laughs> That's the type of dog my wife wants is a floof.
2: It's a little floof.
1: <laughs> All right. Question two. Jamie, if you could do any job in the world other than what you currently do, what would it be?
2: <laughs> this is so opposite of what I currently do. I would be a quantum physicist.
0: All right. You are correct. I'm a huge (laughs) that's the opposite.
2: Yeah, I'm a huge science nerd. I love physics. I love I self taught myself quantum physics. I love astronomy. I love chemistry. I love science. Let's say something happened and I couldn't act anymore, I would I would definitely go into science.
1: (laughs) So then this is not part of five questions, this is just a follow up to that then. What was your thought Mm -hmm. on, on the Big Bang Theory then? On the show? Yeah, sorry, the show.
2: I've actually haven't watched the show.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: I know. I, I've i met Mayim uh, Balik from the show. And so have I. Yeah, she's awesome. I've met her, but I actually haven't seen her show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. I need Yeah, to. we're playing
0: like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, except I know Jamie now.
1: Like, through my... <laughs> yeah.
0: See how that works? Oh.
1: Question three. Jamie, think back to your first car. Oh, was it a stylish ride? Oh. No, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, she's 20. She's probably still in her first car,
2: so... <laughs> I am actually.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, so this question is usually intended for someone that's like on their fifth car, Jamie. So just roll with it, All right. So Ben, start over. Okay. let's let's go ahead. now that we preface
1: it. let's let's get. All it. Right. Think back to your first car that you're currently driving now. Um, <laughs> is it a stylish ride or a rolling turd?
2: Well, okay, let me clarify this a little bit. Do you mean my first car ever, or do you mean my first car that i that I own? first car ever oh okay then that, then that's different okay. because i was driving my i was driving my mom's car when i first got my my license so what was she even driving at the time <laughs> i think it was she was driving a mercedes oh, actually that isn't is, yeah it's not my dad's car and i didn't tell ta- i liked how it drove uh, it was just kind of clunky a little bit clunky a little clunky yeah, but other than that, it was it was very nice. I have my dream car now though, which which is a Mustang. I love my Mustang. Well,
0: me and you will talk off, off the air <laughs> then here in a second about that. <laughs> I just I find it funny. She was like, it was a Mercedes. It was a little clunky and I was thinking, yeah, I had like a ninety one Chevy Corsica with the paint chipping off. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like like that was my first car. So
1: My first car was a Mustang, Tom.
0: Yeah, well,
2: Oh, there we go. Mustang buddies. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. both of you, well, I own one now, but I still think you both suck for <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. All right.
1: Let's... Question 4, Jamie. If your house is on fire, everyone including your pets are all safe. What's the one thing that you want to get out of your house?
2: Ooh. Good question. Okay, so my pets and my family safe. Yeah. Mm. Mm mm mm. Wow, I don't I don't know. I'll go the nostalgic route? Okay. No, but... Oh, man. This is a hard question. I like this question. I like questions that make me think. Good. Oh, gosh. Let me save one thing. Honestly, I would probably... I'm not going to go the nostalgic route. I, I, I changed that. I would probably save my dance bag. It has a bunch of very valuable things in there. <laughs> okay. And my shoes are all fitted for me. So I know that they're my shoes and their quality. And I also have like my my exercise bands and my dance bag and everything that I need. So I would I would save my dance bag.
1: How the hell big is this dance bag? It's, good.
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice size dance bag. It has like 20 pairs of shoes in it for all the different styles of dance I do. All
0: right. I know the biggest bag I ever owned was when I played ice hockey. That thing, I could literally get in it and zip myself up and have room. That's how big it was. So, <laughs> oh my so god! Yeah. So I'm like, some of these bags Ben, can get pretty effing big. All right. Apparently
1: so. Oh yeah. All right. Last question. Question five. So, Jamie, you have nine dollars and eighteen cents in your pocket. What all do you buy?
2: You're asking some good questions. That's what we're
0: here for, Jamie.
2: Yeah. Okay. Question for the question. Do I have basic things like food and all that?
0: Jamie, don't overthink this. You got nine eighteen in your pocket. What do you do? Uh,
2: uh, let's
1: say you let's say you go to a convenience store or whatever. You got nine dollars and eighteen cents. What do you buy?
0: So I also want to point out. I just told the person who just got done for an hour telling us how she has obsessive thinking to stop obsessive thinking and just yeah, buy up. something. I literally just did that. So I just want to point that out to everybody listening to this. <laughs>
2: Thanks, Tom. And you're also asking someone who I told you I couldn't make a decision for my life yeah. and now I'm being asked like what would I buy with nine dollars and eighteen cents? Oh man. Just have fun with it.
0: Just 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 go with it, Jamie. Just let it just let it roll.
2: I mean, I probably couldn't afford a pet with that. Not I would say I would get a pet. If you
0: could buy a pet with nine dollars, here's some life advice, Jamie. Don't buy it. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't buy anything for nine dollars off the street. From somebody saying it's a really good pet, no, don't do that.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay, let's let let's say this then. So, do you stop at a convenience store. What would you buy? Like, what's your go-to? Like, when you go when you stop at the store?
2: <laughs> Decisions. <laughs> uh, this, I'm not gonna lie. This might take like another hour of the podcast. Well,
0: that's <laughs> what I'm here for, Jamie, to prod this along. So let's say, what, yeah
2: narrow this topic yeah, down. yeah. okay
0: so we'll help so is there like speedways next to you circle k's like what's what's
2: oh yeah there's a circle okay k so let's say right.
0: you're driving home you get your gas you walk into circle k you got nine dollars and 18 cents in your pocket what do you buy do you have like a snack or since you're a dancer are you like no i'm health conscious i only want fat free water like, I, I don't know what are you gonna get
2: i would definitely buy a tea okay and and i probably would get a protein bar all right,
0: there And that's you it? You still yeah. got like
2: $2.07 left. No, no. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> then
1: <laughs> Tom's an asshole.
2: But also they have a gas station. They have like those cute little stuffed animals sometimes. But I'm sure there's more than I'm $2. I'm starting to
0: notice a pattern. She wanted to buy a live animal for $9. Now <laughs> now she wants to buy a fake one for $2. Like, what?
2: we we'll <laughs> I love animals. I told no, you guys no, no. this at the you beginning. You absolutely
0: did. I just, wow. Okay. So that's that's your thing. <laughs> All right. I'm going to no, find. I, I think that's a great answer. Yeah. Me. All
1: right. Water so. and, water and a protein bar.
0: Yeah. No, she said tea. tea. You're not even paying attention, Ben. Do you have a, I do you have a favorite tea? Tea.
2: Because
0: I noticed my wife has developed a taste for a specific tea. And until they pay me sponsorship money, no, I'm not saying it, but she does, like, now it's specific. I bought her the wrong tea one day, and she was like, I'll drink this, but this is not it. I was like, oh, shit. I got (laughs) to
1: deal with that now.
0: So do you have a specific go-to tea?
2: It really, I, I love, there's so many teas I love, but there is this one tea that I know gas stations have, and it's this, it's called, oh, gosh, it's called... It's a Fuji apple kind of tea. Okay. It almost tastes kind of like apple juice, but you still taste like the tea Mm -hmm. in it. So it's like a, almost like a bittersweet kind of vibe. And it's just so good.
0: Well, there you go. So I don't know who you are people, but if you want us to connect you to a famous actress, start sponsoring the show, Fuji apple tea. (laughs) So, but no, I thought, I had a blast. That, to me, was funny. I know for you, that must have been agonizing, but I was laughing so hard you probably couldn't hear. I had it muted for a minute. Like, listening to you agonize over that, I was like, why is she so worried about a dumb question on a podcast? But I guess that's what we're here for, right?
2: I want to give... I'm a very honest person. I want to give honest answers. No, I liked it.
1: (laughs) Well, and Tom's kind
0: of an asshole. I am kind of an asshole.
2: (laughs) That's all right. We all can yeah.
0: be. See Jamie okay with it, Ben. No. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> all
1: right. So well, that wraps up five questions. So if you like what you have heard, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or com.
2: And you can find me too.
1: Yep, where can they find you at?
2: <laughs> Facebook at my name, J A I M I M C P E E K. Or Instagram at J-A-I-M-I-X-O-X-O-X-O.
1: And then your website is?
2: Yeah, jamiemcpeak.com. So my name again, J-A-I-M-I-M-C-P-E-E-K. All
1: right. Well, Jamie, I think it has been yeah. great having you on the show. I mean, you're like you know, this world famous actress and you took time out of your crazy busy day to talk to my dumbass and Tom's dumbass. So we appreciate that.
2: <laughs> we
0: do really appreciate
2: it. No, it was, it was my my absolute pleasure. Well, I mean, I am a
1: pretty
0: awesome guy. So, I mean... It was pretty lucky for you to get to know me and, and by extension, Ben, <laughs> I'm kidding. Jesus Christ. I, I can't even say the rest of that with the, without laughing, but no, Jamie, I had a blast. <laughs> it was a pleasure talking to you. I really absolutely enjoyed all of it.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Same to you guys. You guys are awesome.
1: Yeah, so the movie flip of a coin, like I said, we will drop the GoFundMe in our show notes and our social media and we did issue that challenge, so we will match donations up to a total of two hundred dollars from any of our listeners who are gonna donate to this movie and help break the stigma and mental health is health. So on that note, Tom, we're gonna wrap up mental health month next week with psychiatric nurse practitioner. So that's gonna be kinda cool.
2: Oh wow, awesome.
0: Yeah, I think so too. So- like I'm I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a good conversation as well. So, Tom, I think it's wrap this up. I hope everybody has a great week.
0: Hey, everybody, stay safe out there.
1: Take away the glasses from your face. The lipstick, a chateau, and base. Shout out, shout out, shout out, i